Hi, I'm Dominica Lumazar. And I'm Rory Carruthers. We help entrepreneurs develop their big picture business strategy in order to break through growth plateaus. We built several marketing agencies from the ground up and have helped our clients earn over a billion dollars in revenue. Now we want to share everything we've learned along the way. This is the Big Picture Business Podcast. Hello, hello. How you doing? Hello. Hi. Cheers. What do you What do you got? What you drinking? Uh, London fog. Ah, delicious. Did you make it? Of course. Yeah. Very nice. All right. What kind of bottle is that? Contigo. Come from Costco. For shame. Well, <laughs> just I got the Yeti. I got the Yeti. Good. Okay. You got your Yeti nearby. Yeah. Just, just making sure. Just making sure we're on the same page. <laughs> well, hello to all of you out there. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Rory sent me an email a couple of days ago, um, touching on something that I think we need to bring to all of you, which I think is going to add a lot of value. Today, we're going to talk about mindset versus tactics and where that can come into play in business. And we're also going to talk about how to become better than 95% of people at anything within a week. I'm not kidding. Rory, take, <laughs> take, take it away. <laughs> All right. On the spot here. So. <laughs> yeah, man, that's how we do things. <laughs> All right. So the first thing we want to talk about. Mindset versus tactics. I was thinking about, yeah, like, like Dominica mentioned, like the other day I was thinking about this and I was like, okay, well. When you're getting started in business, like one of the biggest things is all the tactics stand out. Um, they're like the little hacks and things that people try and, you know, sell you on that, oh, this is the like system you have to do. And that's the only way that you're going to be successful. But once you actually have a functioning business and are making decent income and you actually start to surround yourself with people, um, who are successful and have businesses that are doing well and everyone's trying to, you know, take it to the next level, you start to realize that most of the time, like if, you know, especially you go to high-end masterminds, you know, the ones that are you know, about $10,000 and above, um, mm -hmm. what they're actually focusing on is not the tactics. They may have some tactics here and there, but the majority of what um, is being taught is mindset strategies. Because the biggest block that we have for moving forward tends to be ourselves, not the strategies that we're using. Totally. I think something, an important distinction that needs to be made is the term tactic and strategy are often confused. Um, tactics are the actual means and steps used to meet goals and objectives. Well, the strategy is the overall big picture or campaign plan, right? So tactics it's important to be of the right mindset to put the plan into action with using certain tactics to get to the big picture goal, right? But I think what you're saying, Rui, is, is just totally true. It, it, it really does come down to the mindset that is being taught, and it's important not to get confused between the two. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I mean, do you, do you have a, are you thinking of a, a couple examples, Rory, about you know, the difference between the two or what makes one, you know, more, more important to start with perhaps? Well, it's always going to be a little bit of both because you need tactics to implement your strategies based on the mindset. If, if all you ever focus on is having a better mindset and you don't implement anything, build that in right. the water, right? <laughs> <What's>, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah. it's, it's a bit of both. And, um, and it's realizing that when you're, hitting up against a barrier, you have to realize, is it an outdated tactic or is it a mindset block that I'm hitting? And you have to be able to differentiate that. And one of the easiest ways is, you know, are you feeling an internal block about this? Because some of, sometimes it's unconscious and, uh, and we don't know it, but a lot of times, you know, like when you start thinking about it, you go, oh, like, yeah, like there's this thing that's bugging me and I just can't get, get it, get by it. And that's why my, everything I'm doing isn't working. Other times you're using a tactic that maybe someone was successful with 
and shared with you. And, you know, they were successful with it like three years ago. And then you try and go implement it. It doesn't work anymore. it's like, no matter how good your mindset is, that tactic isn't going to work anymore because it's outdated. There's too many factors involved. Yeah. And so in, when you're, when you're getting clients and, you know, when you're building a business and, um, you know, the tactics are the things that kind of hook people in because they're new and exciting, especially if you have new and exciting things to share with people. And everyone wants that like quick boost of like, oh, how do I go out and in three days make 10 grand, right? That's, Mm -hmm. you know, very common, you know, languaging that's you. That we see in our world. Yeah. (laughs) In the marketing guru world. Yeah. The reality (laughs) is, is that maybe 5% of the people that implement it actually get those results. And they use that in in the marketing to say, oh, well, you too can go out and do this. And it's like, yeah, possibly. There's a lot of factors that go into it. A lot of it uh, can also come to, you know, did you even implement it? Did you implement the thing properly? Did you follow the directions? Because a lot of times what will happen is you'll get some strategy or, you know, tactic, um, clarified tactic. (laughs) (laughs) It's important. It is important to clarify the two Um, or make a distinction between the two. You'll, you'll, you'll get this information and you'll go and you'll implement it. But you like what we tend to do is go, Oh, I don't like that aspect of it. It doesn't resonate with me. I'm not going to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. or, you know, this thing here, Oh, I totally like just skipped it, you know? And it's like, if you're not, if you're receiving a tactic from someone who, you know, you trust and is, um, is giving you something that is of value and you don't implement it correctly, then again, you're, dead in the water because sometimes those the little details of those tactics are what makes the difference. You have to be like aware of that. Um, now, if you implement it and you do it properly and you've gone back, you're like, I've done every single step properly. And, you know, in some cases, you've even gone back to the person who shared the tactic with you and said, hey, did I implement this correctly? And they go, yes, you did. And it didn't work. Then you have to zoom back out and go, okay, well, what is, what is going on here? Was it the tactic or was it a mindset or the in-between thing is, was, uh, was it right for my market? That's the whole thing, right? That's, that is the, the biggest aspect of putting any <laughs> blueprint, whatever into action. I mean, if it's not going to make sense to your target demographic, your target audience, your email list, it's not going to work. So, you know, so someone can go off and make $10,000 in their first week of trying something, but it made sense for their market. But I wanted to use the example, Rory, because this has been really successful and um, you brought this to me and I, I'm sure I've talked about this in a previous episode where um, the pay what you can offer, mm-hmm. it's working so well for my business and it's working really well for my clients who have implemented those tactics that I was very clear on. This is exactly how to do it. Here's exactly how to write it. Here's the soft offer. Here's the, you know, more direct offer. It's very, it is a, it's a tactic and the strategy is very clear on how we approach certain things in the marketing realm. But this particular campaign, the bigger strategy, I followed every single step that Rory was like, this is what you need to do. This is what we're modeling it after here's a target demographic, like just be very clear about it. And it bugs me so much when I do see these other marketing gurus or the marketing other experts and and other professionals. And even, even some of my peers, our peers, um, who will push something that sounds good. It looks good. It's packaged, right? It's marketed well, but they market it to the masses for everyone. And it's not so try your best. Like if you're listening to this and maybe you've seen some ads, you know, on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, and you're thinking, oh, I, I really, you know, I, gosh, I, I want to make that, you know, $599 investment, $599 investment in whatever this person is, uh, you know, offering. That's a terrible number. $599. Where did I come up with that? How about $449? That's probably better. But anyways, <laughs> my point is that um, whatever you invest in, to continue your personal education, your leadership education, your business education, make sure that it actually can fit into your business model. It makes no sense for a restaurant 
to invest in, you know, someone's online program to get more online students. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you might really like the person and maybe they have something that's modeled correctly, but yeah, be paying attention to things like that. I'm sorry. That's a little bit of a tangent as usual, but it's important to, to, to look at those, to look at those aspects of online courses because we're just going to keep seeing more of them right now, especially with what's happening in our global climate. We're going to see more online courses being sold than ever before. And in a lot of ways, that's fantastic, right? People can get um, educated in a way that maybe they wouldn't have had the opportunity to be. Um, so that's, that aspect is cool, but just be aware of what you're really buying and if it's going to add value to you at the end of the day, because there's just only so much time as a business owner, or if you're buying it for your uh, your team. Yeah. And I want to point out that like a couple things. One, a year ago, uh, a lot of people were saying, oh, online courses are like dying because there was oversaturation. <laughs> oh, how that's times the turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now like with everyone uh, at home, out of jobs, like everyone's looking for that edge. Like how, how do I make the money that I need to be able to make so that I can live my life essentially. Right? Well, and, and listen, like if, if you're considering doing a course, it's not that it, it doesn't need to be as daunting and as challenging as a lot of people make it out to be. And I can say that confidently because so many of my clients, when I bring it up, I'm like, okay, let's do a course. They're like, Oh gosh, <laughs> like, I, why I don't want to do it. Look, I went kicking and screaming when Rory was like, you have to do a course with your book launch. I, was like, I don't want to freaking do this. Um, guess what? You do it. You do it once. Yeah. You, you make sure it's evergreen and then it's done. And I mean, if you have to update some things along the way, so be it. But once you have it, you have it. Um, and my empowered brand success course is still selling really well a year later. And, um, I shot it on my iPhone. I edited it in iMovie. Like it didn't, it, and it looks really good, you know? It, it, and a lot of people compliment me and, or ask me, Oh, did your team put this together for you? No, I did it in like two days. So it doesn't need to be this long drawn out process. So if, if you're, if you're a business owner or a coach and you're trying to get that either competitive edge, or you're trying to establish yourself more as an authority in your market, if you've carved out a niche for yourself, uh, doing a course, even an intro beginner course where you're teaching, where you're adding value, um, really can do a lot for your business. And I, I can speak to that firsthand. Um, but again, back to what we're talking about here, right? Well, is uh, I, I wanted to to share a story. You know, like um, yeah. this was maybe about two weeks ago. Um, one of our clients was, you know, they were they were like going back and forth. They're like, oh, do I like do we want to do this course? Do we not? And so I was like trying to get to the bottom of like why were why were they like hesitant on doing a course? when we've mm -hmm. laid out like this is what you need to do this is how you're, you're gonna where you're gonna make the money from from it and all this is part of your funnel and and you laid out the tactics. yeah we laid it out right and yeah. and so um and we ran the numbers and everything looked great and so we we're like okay well now you need to do it well i found out like they were stuck because they kept thinking that they would have to hire um, a film crew to come out and shoot their videos. And I just was like, no, like, that's not necessary. Like, just get your iPhone, get some microphones, plug it into your iPhones, like, stand against the blank wall if you need to, just shoot the video. People care about the content. They want the content. They want to um, get that information. You can splice in some slides and things like that. Um, but it doesn't have to be this big thing. You don't want to, you know, go into like, uh, a venture like that where see they're they're fairly new in business so them spending thousands of dollars to hire a film crew to shoot a course when they don't have a completely proven model yet doesn't make sense so yeah what we did is we, I, I just laid it out for them i was like do this do this and do this and they were like okay great that makes sense we can do that have they done it yet? They're working on They're it. Working. Right on. Yep. That's great. Yeah. And that, my friends, is a good coach. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that's a good coach and a consultant where they're like, look, start with where you're at, what you have, 
doesn't need to be fancy. Just get it out there. Because by the time you do hire a film crew, then you're out of pocket however much. Then you're like, well, crap, now I actually have to do this darn thing. And you're going to be exhausted and upset because you spent so much money. And then did you plan how you're going to launch it? <laughs> you have to start with all these with all these things. It's not just about the course. It's about the marketing that goes into the course way before you even figure out what topic you're going to be talking about. Yeah, right? you got you to determine if you're providing the right information that people want to learn. That, you know, that's like the beginning steps before you even create the course. But then after you create the course, then you've got to have a marketing plan for the next year or so, mm -hmm. maybe sometimes more, just to be able to make sure that you're actually getting it out to people. Because just creating the course doesn't do anything, or he'll just sit yeah, there. Yeah, sits there with what's the point? Like you've got to actually drive people into it. Um, you got to yeah, and in different ways, not just mm -hmm. one way. You got to have multiple ways to drive people to it. So <laughs> this is where online uh, marketing gets um a lot more complex and where especially in the last few years it's getting getting more and more and more complex so you know it's always like when i hear like people like oh like you know when i started my business 20 years ago online um it was just me and um you know and my brother and you know we did this and we built everything out ourselves and it's like, yeah, 20 years ago, you could because you, one, you, you didn't could. have the competition. And two, um, you, you, didn't, um, you didn't have to, uh, like, you didn't run into some of the uh, obstacles that you run into today in the marketplace. You're competing with algorithms now, too. Yeah, exactly. So, it's, yeah, it's not only just the, the people you're up against, but you're, you're, you're up against... What was I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about what people are, what business owners are up against in today's day and age online. It's not just your competitors. It's also the fact that we're, we have to cater to these algorithms. I mean, SEO, it, oh my gosh, there's so many SEO um, companies out there that don't know what they're doing. And thank God, once again, for Rory Carruthers, everybody, he's got his own SEO agency. So if that's something that you have an interest in uh, or need, because I'll tell you what, we all need it. Even us, we, we have to do our own SEO because it's always, it's, it's continuing to evolve. It's continued to change. Um, and Rory's way better at it than me. So thank God. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's just one of the many agencies that Rory has, but uh, it's, it's an interesting world that we live in today, obviously, but, I know what we're headed for online, it's going to explode even more. And I think we're, we're at like this, this pivotal point in history where we're going to start seeing some really unique people coming out of the woodwork and coming online and doing some pretty cool things. So it's, it's a unique and exciting time in that way. Um, I'm sorry, Roy, I totally interrupted you. <laughs> yeah, I still can't th think. I, it was something about when you mentioned the algorithms, um, it made me think of something else and it just kind of went away. So uh, if I remember, I'll, I'll mention it. That's okay. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's been a long day. We've been, I know you've been wrangling your kids. I'm still packing. I mean, but probably the next time, uh, we chat just one-on-one -on -one like this, I'll be in my new, my new place out in Boulder. So yeah, that's going to be hilarious. Wish me luck. I'm driving <laughs> with two cats and a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's it's going to be one for the books. We'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um so yeah, so so mindset versus tactics. Well, I wanted to share Okay, so there was two things. Okay, so one, when you mentioned, you know, implementing your pay what you can, what you can mm -hmm. um the thing I wanted to point out is that you implemented it, but then once you verified it worked, then you came up with some of your own strategies and mm -hmm. tested those, especially around Instagram. Mm -hmm. I remember you sharing me some of some of those that worked really well. Yeah. So I I tested this idea on my email list uh, for people who had signed up for um, 
my free plus shipping offer for my book, Empowered. So people signed up to get my book, uh, but they didn't have to pay for it. I gave them the book for free. All they had to do was, was pay for shipping and handling. Um, so this list already knew who I, they, they knew who I am. Um, they knew, you know, what I had to offer from that standpoint. So th they were a warm list, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I didn't go into it cold. So that helped. So I tested it on them and got a, an immediate great response. Um, and it, it wasn't overwhelming for me. It was enough for me that I could just handle what came in, which was great. Um, and then once I went through that wave of, of uh, clients, people that I spoke with, then I went to Instagram um, and started posting some things there and saying, you know, if, if this is of interest, uh, just send me a quick DM and let's, you know, hop on a, a call together. And then people, um, thanks to Thrivecart, hey, shout out to Thrivecart. We love you, Thrivecart, making our lives easy when it comes to checkout. Um, we've got these really fantastic custom checkout pages where I just sent them the link that just says, hey, just pay whatever you want, uh, either upfront. There, there's been a couple that actually paid after the fact, which I was fine with. But for the most part, I, I prefer to get payment upfront um, for, for calls like these. Uh, but it worked really well because everything on Instagram, like I, I didn't have anyone leave Instagram to go sign up for something else than to get an email from me, then follow-ups and all that. It was just, hey, is this of interest? People said, yes, I sent them the link, they paid, then it forwarded onto my scheduler and it was done and done and it worked really well. Um, one of my clients, we designed uh, a campaign for her, very similar, um, and we sent it to cold traffic and she got three new clients from it. But again, it's like, I'm in, I'm in a different market than she is. She's, she's in a whole other a coaching field, but that's pretty cool to see that, that this pay what you can during COVID specifically is working very well because it's, or it, it's getting really down to like a one-on-one -on -one human level. It's not like, Hey, I'm the authority and I'm an international best-selling author and I've been featured in Forbes and NBC, ABC. I mean, all of that, that kind of goes out the window right now. Well, not completely. Well, for but look, it, it's not it's a, you have to present yourself in a different way, but all of that stuff still matters. It matters. But right now, people aren't thinking about that yeah. in my in my network. That's very, very valuable for a lot of people. But right now, people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear about my features. They want to know who I am as an individual. They want to see personal posts about my family to know I'm human and they want to connect with me. And that's just straight feedback from, from these, these clients. Right. But that doesn't, so there's a difference between, there's a difference between promoting your media and just having it there available is what I mean. So, yeah. so yeah. when they go to your website, they're still going to see it, which gives mm -hmm. you credibility, but you're not actively promoting those posts or anything that you were featured in. Um, you let it just be what it is. And then the stuff that you're putting out there is is the more personal stuff. Yeah, and and that tactic is something that's working really well for my clients as well. Normally, I'm like I'm heavy on the in your face, here's all this social credibility, you know, look at what I've done, la la la, and I do that for my clients too. But now it's we've scaled it way back. Scaled it way back and the response has been really positive. Really positive. So but anyways, yeah, the, the whole pay, pay what you can thing, if you have a business where you're able to do that, people will recognize, will recognize you and will remember you. Oh, and this is another thing I wanted to mention. So I launched that email a few weeks back for myself and I, I'm still getting people from that email campaign clicking through to pay what you can in my scheduler. So they've had a chance to think about it. And then they follow me on social media and then they're seeing what I'm posting and they're going, okay, she's actually real. Like they, they wanted to take the time to vet me on a personal level, which is fine. And so if you decide to run a campaign like this, um, just know that you might not get an immediate like windfall. It's probably very unlikely, but, um, so don't lose heart because over the course of a few days, a few weeks, maybe in a few months, people say, Hey, are you still offering that? Cause I could really use the help or whatever it might be. Yeah. yeah, and you got to realize that, you know, at least for a while, uh, some people's worlds are turned upside down. Totally. And, um, yeah. you know, it's just being empathetic to that and being like, okay, well, yeah, let's, let's figure out what we can do.
and we can, you know, help you. The amount of people that have gone on unemployment is really, um, it's historical. It's, uh, it's sad, but it's also something that hopefully will be very temporary where people will be able to get back on their feet and do what they want to do. It's also a really unique time for people to make the decision if what they've been doing for the last however many years is what they want to keep doing. If people are using their time wisely, right? But yeah, all that to say, Rory, you, you said it perfectly. It's all about empathy. If, if you are in a position as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, to present yourself in that way, and you mean it. Yeah, real, <laughs> real empathy, not... I'm, I'm talking real <laughs> empathy here. Yeah. True, true, authentic empathy. Yeah. Um, right now seems to be the secret sauce. I had, I had two people that, that booked on my calendar that didn't pay me very much at all but I, I didn't care. It, it was just, I knew that if I, I, I can add value right to them right now, who knows, maybe even a couple of years from now, they'll come back and say, Hey, you know, you did me a solid and gave me all of this advice for nothing. You know, maybe let's do business together. So he, it's not always about the money is, is my point, right? It's, it goes back to making personal connections and personal connections have, have been the backbone of what's fueled my business. Yeah, me too. One of the other things I want to talk about is like um, this is uh, something that like I've I've struggled with for years and it's pushing myself beyond my limits and not knowing where my limits are. And in some cases, that's good to know where like where your limits are, like and to, to be able to say like, OK, well, um, you know, we should be pushing, you know, and then like people are like, yeah, give it 110 percent. It's like that's that's great. But when you when you like truly like don't know where your limits are, you're giving like two hundred percent, and you can do that for a while. But eventually, your body or mind or you're gonna whatever get out. gives out. Yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have total burnout. I talk about this in my book too about business boundaries, right? And I'm not just talking about personal life and business life boundaries. I'm talking about your boundaries with your business, you know, and and. Uh, yeah, having having the burnout is very real. I've, I've, we've all we've all gone through it at different stages. I mean, you're tired as hell over there. I can tell. <laughs> Feeling a little burnt out, Rory. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge that's a huge thing. Um, and I think that we should probably have a whole episode just dedicated to um, advice on how to avoid it, how to recognize it, um, when it can be actually important to just push through those times. I mean, Rory and I have been through a lot of give it 110, 200%. I used to call Rory the pusher. <laughs> well, that was going to be the name of our band, remember? Forever. That I, which is hilarious. <laughs> I know. We, um, I mean, Rory pushed me so hard when we were, when I was singing. I mean, I still sing, but when we were cutting our first album, um, I was hitting notes that I, where did they come from? <laughs> and, and, and it was from Rory's, Rory's coaching. It's being like, you can do this. Just let's just get it done. We just need like one one track with that note just like get it done and um well we worked to, to to get there like the thing it doesn't happen over thing though like if for like context is that like you were a jazz singer and then we just kind of said like hey let's make a rock album <laughs> right <laughs> well we did and it's, we did. it's kick ass yeah i love every, i love everything that we've done and i remember like the, the the it was always the little things it was like um you know, pushing to get to that, that note we needed to hit, the intensity that we wanted, um, rem- adding breaths in, because you, you would sing for like two minutes without breathing. And I'd be like, but that's not rock. Like rock is all about, like, you've got to hear the intensity of the breaths mm-hmm. coming in and out. And <laughs> I'm, yeah. I have a big diaphragm. Like I'm used to like, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> let it go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's, Yeah it was a, for me, it was a learning curve and I, I did get burnt out. And there was a period of time there when Rory and I, we didn't do music for a little while, just a little while. Cause we just needed a little break. I think you moved from Santa Cruz, um, right to Oregon. And yeah. And we were still, we were trying to figure out how to do music at a distance. And it was pretty challenging. And I, I actually, I came out, I came out and Rory and I spent a couple of days just working on some stuff, uh, wrote a song, which has yet to be released. We'll probably release it. It'd be fun. Let the people hear. Uh, but, but yeah, um, so there are, there are those, those moments in, in business where you, you do have to push past 
the mental roadblocks or the physical roadblocks or just, you know what, I got this, I can do it. But it, I know that that's not sustainable. And so there, there's ways to, to tactfully <laughs> and strategically <laughs> go about doing that. So we will talk about that in a, in a whole episode because I think that that will be helpful. But I think it's important we get to what people probably have been waiting to hear about, which is how to become better than 95% of people at anything in a week. And guys, I got to tell you, I want to know too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rory, Rory emails this to me and I'm thinking, what? Okay. All right. Let's hear it. I want to know. Okay. So <laughs> you tell. Um, as most people know, there's this concept of um, 10,000 hours to become an expert. Yeah. To become an expert or really great at something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, what that means is 10,000 hours of like actual, you know, real committed, intentional, honing um, yeah. Honing, honing of your craft, yeah. not the 20 years you've put in working your office job. You hate, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, there, there's a difference. And so, um, but people hear that and they're like, well, then I, like, I'm never going to, like, I'm not going to be able to put in 10,000 hours. I don't have that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, well, that 10,000 hours is designed to get you into the top 1% of people in the world, but there's hacks. <laughs> and I, you know, <laughs> you know me, I love, I love a good hack when it works and, <laughs> and gets you what you're looking for. He, he means hack in a good way, yeah. like a light bulb, like yeah. <laughs> not a bunch of hacks, just, you know, a hack. Yeah. Yeah. A way to get to 95% um, in a very short period of time. And, and the reason I say a week is, um, is because that's usually like how, like how I learn things is I'm super obsessive and intense for a very short period of time. Really? And- I had no idea. <laughs> 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 and um and i found it to be really valuable and i do it i use that the strategy um often to um you know i've gone on to do the 10,000 hours with quite a few things um with you know audio engineering and with uh with music and uh with marketing and things like that um but there's only so many things you can do in your life where you can actually put in 10,000 hours to it. Uh, there's only well, so much let, time, right? Let me, let me ask you this though. So you put 10,000 hours into audio engineering, but do you consider yourself a master at it? Um, because you're always continuing to learn. I'm always right? continuing to learn. So that, that's the important yeah, thing, right? right. You, it's not just like you stop. I mean, yeah, no. you can be like a professional at something. You can be the expert. You can be sure a master, but you don't just stop. Right. Well, you can teach the learn. Exactly. But it, <laughs> okay. it does put you in, you know, in a in a league that most other people aren't. But to get it, so the whole point what everyone's wanting to know is how do you get to the 95% within a week? Okay. So it comes down to um you don't sleep. A couple of things. Yeah. Well, <laughs> pretty much like within um within okay, let's go back and just think about like what most people do when they're trying to learn something. Okay. They try it out and they may go for like 20 minutes or a day. Let's, let's say gu- guitar. Okay. That's a perfect example. What do they do? They pick up the guitar. They go do, 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 do. Oh, I don't know how to play this and put it back and then do nothing. And then they pick it up six months later and go do, do, do. Oh, I don't know how to play this and put it back. Right. That, that tends to be how most people approach most things in life. You're talking directly to me with a guitar, aren't you? It feels like a personal dig, all right? I'm motivating you through our story here. Gotcha. Okay. Keep tagging. Um, so how then if you realize that most people are never going to put any time into something. So there's, there's also this other concept that if you read three books on any topic, you'll know more than 95% of people about that topic. And it kind of comes from that strategy because oh, what i realized that. that i do is when i need to learn something like say a client comes to me and they're like you know i really need help with this strategy 
um, for my business. I'll go, okay, great. Let's talk next week about it. And I'll, I'll come up with a plan with you for it. Okay. What I'll do is then I'll just go spend like a hundred hours that week studying and obsessing about that and trying to find the best information about it. So, um, it comes down to a couple things. I'm not, you know, maybe in the first like hour, I'm looking at like YouTube videos and trying to figure things out. But I also quickly realized that um, I need to find someone who knows the information really, really well, who is, who's done the 10,000 hours, who also knows how to teach that information. And mm-hmm. then I go, okay, I need to learn from that person. And I want, going back to guitar, if someone who is, you know, we'll talk two music teachers. Okay. We'll say one music teacher, um, they've been playing for a year and they're, you know, they charge 20 bucks an hour and they say, okay, well, great. I'll teach you how to play guitar. Right. You can go to that person and that's okay. But what if say, um, Joe Satriani, who is, you know, one of the most prolific guitar players ever and also responsible for teaching some of the most well-known guitarists in the world um what if you had the chance to go spend a week learning from him versus this guy who's only been playing a year right right it's a huge huge difference why because joe is going to have all of the the secret strategies and he's going to be able to share and cut your learning curve right down very, very quickly to get you better than 95% of the people. Is he though? I'm sorry. I'm not trying to like argue, but is he though? Because something like guitar, isn't it so important to learn the fundamentals and to take the time to actually get those down, to get the patterns down? Sometimes. If I just like went to someone who knew everything, I was like, teach me, they'd be like, Sit down, let's just learn the basics, right? I mean, but they'll know how to show you those, those basics in a way that'll level you up very okay. quickly. There's like, even if it's, you know, very, very, very basic stuff, they're going to be like, I can show you exactly how you need to hold this guitar pick, mm-hmm. okay, so that you will get the perfect sound when you hit the string, as opposed to someone going, okay, well, this is a guitar pick and just hit it on the string, hit it on the string. You don't know what you're doing other than hitting the string because they don't know how to teach you. This is how you hold it. This is how you hold your wrist. This is how you like have to have your looseness in your wrist and all these things that you have to really pay attention to. Royce air shrubbing, by the way, if you're not watching this. With a guitar pick. (laughs) With a guitar pick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For those of you not watching, you should. By the way, you absolutely should. were wildly attracted and very <laughs> <young. So. laughs> well okay wait a minute so there's there's what there's 168 hours in a week okay so yes so you're basically just in in case like that you're you're implementing um constantly like anytime you're awake so every waking hour you're saying for one week solid you're like i want to learn how to do this you just Obsessed. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're constantly doing it. It also means okay. you're thinking about it, right? So if you're in the shower, you're like thinking about it. You're going to the bathroom, you're thinking about it, right? And you're like going through the things because part of part of learning things is also the the mentality of learning is that you need to be able to visualize yourself doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so. Okay, so you know we've talked about this strategy. It's like get to ninety five percent, and the only reason it's ninety five percent is that because no one else is willing to even put in a hundred hours into anything, right? right. <laughs> or most people. It, it's very true. It's, <laughs> well, we, we we get bored, you know. I mean, that's that's just the truth. There's yeah, there's or, too much or they have you know their their own thing going on, right? And they're focused on their lives and, and whatever well, and it is. Family. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people. This is are they gonna be like, how what do you mean? I have to dedicate every week and hour. I have, I have a life. Like, how do you how do you get around that? You know, you don't. 
Well, you don't, I, but I've still been able to do it. <laughs> I know, right? somehow, you're like magic. <laughs> right, but, okay, but then there's the other side of it. So, and then this this is a strategy that um, uh, Christopher, who is your guitar teacher. <laughs> he is. Christopher and, and a good, is good friend. a rock star. Yeah. He is amazing. <laughs> don't worry, we're going to have Christopher on the show. You guys will love him. Guy's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he's coming up on a, on an episode soon. So we wrote a book that is coming out later this year. Um, and it has this strategy, um, it's called, uh, the five minute musician. And it's a strategy of using five minutes a day over a longer period of time to become good at something. So this is the complete opposite side of that strategy that I was just sharing before. This is the longer approach. So if you don't have, like, if you're just sitting there and you're like, there's no way I could ever devote a hundred hours to something within a week. Well, how, how do I, how am I supposed to become successful? Well, the five, five minute strategy goes like this. Every single day you sit down and completely focus for five minutes on what it is you are learning. Okay. But you have to be consistent. It's all about consistency. You can't skip days. Mm -hmm. Um, you, you know, you can't just say, um, oh, I'm tired. I am not going to do this today. I'll do it tomorrow. Like there's none of that. You have to be consistent because the consistency is what allows it to work. And this is mm -hmm. one of Christopher's teaching strategies with the students and how he's able to take, uh, um, pretty much anybody. And, you know, he can have like, <laughs> he shared this example with me where, um, you know, this, um, uh, this grandmother, <laughs> at his church um he sat her down at a drum set and in five minutes had her playing a drum beat <laughs> very cool and it all it all comes down to like to that and it's like okay is she like a professional drummer in five minutes no but you spend five minutes every day with that type of intention and consistency then mm. the intention is is an important thing to to mention and i'm glad you did the intention behind what you're wanting to do and like you said visualizing the fact that you are going to become the expert at what you're wanting to do yeah even though you might not have the muscle memory to play all your chords correctly or maybe you only know three of them or whatever it is yeah doing it with intention not passively learning not passively skimming actually retaining the information yeah and since this is not a strategy that i like was well versed in because i tend to be like a a very like intense, like overload type of person. Like I need to learn everything very quickly and then get on with my life. <laughs> um, I was like, so when we were writing this book, I actually sat down and every day I'd pick up the guitar for five minutes. And I was telling you about this, I think it was like a month or two ago, um, how the metal album that I'm working on right now would not have been possible if I hadn't gone through that. Because I hadn't, awesome. I hadn't even played guitar in probably like two years. Well, you injured yourself too, though, right? I mean, there was a healing process that had to happen. Well, I had the, I had the, in, the injury before we even started on our, uh, our album. first album. You stabbed yourself, right? Yeah, in the hand. So uh, I had a knife go through my hand and damage, damage some tendons. Uh, so I, re I had to relearn how to play guitar. Um, and that was, that was painful. And I mean, you know how much pain I was going through when we were writing our albums. <laughs> I just, I just remember like when, when you would strum like something like a simple, you know, maybe like two minutes or so you would just have to shake your hand out a lot. It was yeah. just like a lot of you. How did you do it? You were cutting a pizza or something. I was separating burgers and the knife slipped <laughs> and it just went and it just stabbed me straight in the hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that hurts. That hurts. Every, yeah, it, like, it sucks. Uh, fiber. And so, um, yeah, so I, I, I th at that point, I, had, I was relearning how to play guitar when we were working on our albums because um, I had to learn in different ways and I had to compensate for things I couldn't do at that point. Um, mm. You know, years later now, I can do even more than I could at any point. Um, mm. But part of that was just me sitting down and every, every day I'd pick up the guitar. And it was like for six months I did it. I just picked it up. Five minutes, I'd play along with a song something that I'd wanted to learn, um, you know, and sometimes I'd spend five minutes and sometimes I'd spend an hour um, or 20 cool. minutes or 15 minutes. Like it, it was just the five minutes would get me going. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And, um, and that's the whole point is like, it's a small moment in time. Five, if you, all you can do is five minutes, the consistency makes a huge difference. But Which, the, if you continue on beyond the five minutes, you also get a lot out of it. And you just go until you're like, oh, I, I'm done for today. You know, and that might be that five minutes because maybe you were having a bad day. I remember there's some times where I felt like I couldn't play and I'd just be fumbling everything. I'd be like, okay, I'm done for today. I put in my five minutes. And then other days where I felt like, you know, I like every note I hit was magic, you know? Mm. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm going to keep playing because I'm liking this. <laughs> well, that's great. That's that's actually really encouraging. There's There's some things that I've been really wanting to learn, but with the idea of right now, especially I can't dedicate a hundred hours, you know, between clients and chasing Emma around the house and now moving and everything else. It's like, that's not going to happen. So that's good. Okay. Good to know. So, and there's different personality types, right? So like people who are like me who are like, I give it all the information to me now. Right. Right? And we've talked about this with courses that like, stage everything out over like you know six or eight weeks or 12 weeks like i can't stand them because i I just want to sit down and i want to learn it all right away that day that bugs me too right yeah yep and and they they trickle the information out yeah yeah and and so a lot of times like i'll buy a course and then just wait till it's all available and Mm -hmm. then go through it well, we have, we are living in binge watch culture too, yeah. right? Like when you get sucked into something, I mean, you want it all now. Yeah. So that, that makes sense. Yeah. Why we feel that way. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, like there's these different strategies and, and different personalities that we have. And if you're the person that either doesn't have the time or, you know, you, um, your personality is just like, I need to take this a little slow and steady, um, then there's other strategies. Like we've talked about this um, before where there's no one size fits all strategy that's going to make you Mm -hmm. successful. Okay. Right. It's a little bit of this and it's a little bit of that. And it's a little bit of your own style and all these things that you throw in and and figure out what works for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And we talked about this with time management because that's really a big, um, a big thing for a lot of people is that don't mold yourself into someone else's time management strategy if it isn't working Mm. for you, right? Mm -hmm. So it's that same concept. You can do that in other ways with your learning and uh, and you can actually, you know, either very quickly learn something or over a period of time learn something. Um, But when you actually sit down, because there's this concept, so it's it's called the, um, the five second rule. Mm-hmm. Right? We've talked, we've talked about this oh, yeah. um, between ourselves, not on the podcast. Um, and I think it's Mel, Mel Robbins, um, who wrote the book. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. Um, Let me look that up real quick. Just to be sure. Okay. But yeah, go ahead. Um, but so th- there's this concept that if general idea is that if you think of something to do it, yeah. Mel Robbins. and if you implement it within five seconds, you'll actually do it. But if you just put it off and beyond that five seconds of when you think about it, you most likely won't do it. Right. Other things can get in the way of that. So do it now. Yeah. So when, so it's one of those things where you just go, okay, well, if you're sitting there and you're like, you know, maybe you've just finished up writing an email and we'll, we'll use guitar as the example again. And you're like, okay, I want to um, pick up guitar. Don't sit there and think about, well, should I, do I have the time? Just pick up the guitar and start mm-hmm. playing. You spend more time thinking about it yeah. than actually taking an action. Yeah. And then, and then just have a plan for each time you pick up your guitar. Well, what are you working on? So again, this goes back to the office worker who would just pick it up, um, right? Using the concept of someone who mm-hmm. just, they're, they're not really an expert because they're not progressing they just do the same thing every day even though they put in 10,000 hours passively doing it so that's that's in in guitar world that's or you know even learning marketing (laughs) right whatever it is that you're doing the um that's the the passive way is not having any intention and not having a plan of what you're Mm -hmm. learning you're just picking it up and going um blah 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 uh blah 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 blah, right um or rant or randomly reading you know articles on marketing that um 
have nothing to do with what you're actually trying to accomplish in your business um, Mm -hmm. and not focusing on learning from an expert. That's, that's an interesting thing that you just brought up about just reading in general, because it makes me think about um, the way that I do audiobooks now Mm -hmm. or, or podcasts. So I love listening to podcasts while I'm doing the dishes or making dinner or something. And um, you actually told me um, to get more information in your brain in like a shorter period of time, you can actually um, play it in like time and a half. Mm -hmm. So you're still hearing everything that's happening. It just speeds it up that much more to where you can get like a full episode done. You've learned everything. Um, It just, it, it makes it go just a little bit faster to help, you know, to help you get, get on with your day. So when, you know, when you're doing like critical learning, um, you sometimes have to slow down and just pay attention. Okay. And especially if learning and implementing, um, you know, sometimes you just have to say, okay, I, like this is, I'm going to watch something. I'm going to implement, I'm going to watch something, implement it. Mm, okay? mm-hmm. Um, and that's really important if you're taking the time to learn something is the implementation side of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but if, if you're passively listening to something or it's something that um, you don't necessarily need to be stopping and implementing and doing all those things, like you're just, you know, maybe um, learning or recapping something that you already know or anything like that, um, or, you know, or in your case, listening to a podcast or an audiobook. Um, yeah, like 1.5x, 2x it, whatever, whatever fits where you can handle. Um, yeah, the listening to the, at you. The, yeah, the information coming at you. You don't want it to go so fast that you don't comprehend all of it, any, any of it, or, <laughs> but you yeah, want it, to, it yeah. you want it to go fast enough that you'll actually get through it and you're not wasting your time. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I think we answered that question. So how to become better than 95% of people at anything within a week. My takeaway, what I learned today, all right, is to take action, to be consistent and to do it with clear intention. Yeah. All right. Did I get it? Do I get a gold star? <laughs> Two gold stars. Uh, <laughs> good deal. Sticker chart. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We're just about at our time. Is there anything else you want to add to this episode? Anything else you want the good people to know? Um, I'm looking forward to the interviews coming up that we've got. Yeah. Oh, me too. We got a couple of, of really exciting things lined up and, um, some people that, uh, I promise you are not just in the marketing world, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're going to be hearing from people from all different walks of life that have successful uh, businesses that you might just relate to on a totally different level. So with that, we will see you guys in the next one. Hey, Dominica here, and thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. To download the digital episode companions, watch unedited and behind-the-scenes content from this and all our other episodes, get access to exclusive trainings from us and our guests, get direct access to myself and Rory, and to schedule your business critique with us, head on over to bpbpodcast.com forward slash VIP. All right, we'll see you there.